Drive with Julian Clover. Getting you home. Cambridge 105 Radio. The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio. And we welcome Rob and Lawrence once again. Evening, Julian. Good evening. Well, welcome along to The Gadget Guide, and uh, it's part three of, I'm going to say definitely part three of three. We're not going to stretch this out for any more. In the same way it was part two of two. That's the one, yes. It'll be the trilogy of four soon. Dug through all of the CES press releases and read far too many strange releases about products that are, yeah, probably never going to make it to market. And I think, yeah. Okay, we've well, got all of it. Th- we are going to finish the Consumer Electronics Show, at least for 2018. No doubt anyway, we'll be back in welcome 2019. Welcome to Gadget Guide 122. Yes, the third one of 2018. Uh, as we said, we'll be looking back at some of the, the stranger stuff from CES 2018, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas from pro- probably about a month ago now, yep. um, in a few moments' time. First of all, a quick look at the tech news. Uh, and of course, we'll, we'll start off on something that isn't quite so new news uh, this week, a few what was it two weeks ago? I think it was Amazon launched the Echo Spot, uh, which was the latest in their their range of Echo personal assistants. So these are the uh, the the sort of the voice controlled assistant boxes, uh, and the the Echo Spot is a something that sits it's the sort of the mid-sized one of the range so it's bigger than the tiny little uh, tea coaster Echo size dot. Yep. The, the dot and it's smaller than the full-sized sort of hi-fi music one uh, but it has a screen Mm-hmm. Um, it basically it's, it looks a little bit like a sphere but with with one side chopped off so if you if you chop a third of an onion so off you and Julian bought a twin pack because there was yeah, a Yeah, we discount. sort of encouraged each other into it. Yeah, it was one of those purchases which I was, I thought, I saw it when it, you know, I saw the announcement, oh yes, this is good, no, no, I've got, I've got a clock, It's I've got the radio, that, that's absolutely fine. So, and of course, the mutual have, encouragement Have you going both on. got your uh, new Echo spots plugged in? I have. Of course we have. And? I, I really like it. I, I have to say, because I, I had an Echo Dot before, that was sitting up in the bedroom. Um, the spot I've actually put in the kitchen. Okay. Um, and that that's quite nice. So why? What are you using it for in the kitchen? Well, clearly listening to Cambridge 105 Radio. Yeah. Because you can, it, you have the slight strange thing, we are working on it with my engineering team hat on. Uh, you have to call us Cambridge 105 Radio at the moment. See, I, I call us Cambridge 105, that's fine. Oh, yeah, it's it, just that it when, she, when she speaks back to me, she says, uh, she records us as Cambridge 105, 105 radio. Right, okay. Um, but even silly things like kitchen timers. Right. You know, things like... Device, set a timer for Set a timer for 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And the screen there is quite handy because it means as you're cooking your dinner, you see you've got the clock face on the screen normally, mm-hmm. but then you see on the background of the clock it's got all of your timers okay. listed. And you can set more than one at a time. But you can say, device, how much have I, how long have I got left on my timer? Oh, and no, but it's, it's just that sort of quick glance across without okay. wanting to in, you know, interrupt my listening pleasure of the Urban Baseline show at the Fair same enough. time. Fair enough. Um, so that's quite nice. It does do things like showing you recipe instructions. So, Julian, what are you using yours for? See, I put mine in my bedroom, uh, okay. replacing the, um, you know, a very nice alarm clock, um, a pure DAB unit, but a pure DAB unit, which is about 10 years old, I think the model right. certainly is. And what amazed me about the spot was the audio quality mm-hmm. coming out of it. Yes. Clearly better than the, the sort of little, little baby dot, which, really which I had around yeah. before. 
but also I'd, I'd say up to at least the quality of what was a pretty good speaker set on the device it replaced. Interesting. Now, you can call video call between the two Echo Spots. Have you two called each other yet? No, I've not done. I've not yeah, set well, up He's, he's going to be in his kitchen, isn't he, doing a midnight snack, and I'm going to be fast asleep. What's that's no good at all? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've not tried the video. I, I like the idea of it. What I have found, I don't know if you've set this up, Julian, because I, I know that you use Sonos speakers. Um, I have found the... Um, multi-room audio works very well so you can say device play cambridge 105 radio everywhere so i've i've got a group that's defined it's called everywhere and it basically just has the the one in the kitchen and the one and it synchronizes it just like the sonos do um it means that i can walk from the kitchen to my bedroom and it's the same audio playing that's quite good actually particularly in the mornings i I have i bought myself a little battery pack which Mm -hmm. you can stick underneath the dot and um, Make it mobile, yeah, and but well, it's in the bathroom, isn't it? You see, that's <laughs> the um, and it even comes like a little sealed in unit to, mm-hmm. uh, to stop it getting uh, too too damp from the shower or whatever. So that's quite so. The idea of walking across the landing, and I don't quite understand why there is a time lag sometimes between different um, Alexa based devices. Cancel. Even that's okay. <laughs> and I, I'm just realising what I might have done. I apologise to anybody who's, who's listening in that in that sort of sort of way. Well, there's a time delay between two of those devices, even though you're streaming from the same source. It makes no so sense. So again, to if me. you if you it's, set the the multi-room audio up, yeah, then it will synchronise yeah. it. Okay, so that's, so that's what I need that, to do. And then yeah. say play blah everywhere that, or play bar upstairs it, it's a technical conversation we'll go into offline i think, I think we one. possibly need so to, yes. other, other news this week so an important one a public service announcement for anyone who's using netgear routers at home so if you've got a netgear device that is uh, providing you internet connection others can also be one that was supplied by your isp yep so quite a lot of the isps and this is adsl as well as cable have at times provided netgear equipment um there's some serious flaws that have been uncovered in oh, the Netgear yeah. routers that unfortunately make them fairly easy to hack. Right. And there's already proof of concepts of dodgy websites that can hack your router, steal passwords, but even worse, if you've got one of the ones that can take a USB stick or a hard drive that you can plug into it... Yeah, so maybe as a, as a sort of home storage device, yeah, something like that. The backdoor vulnerabilities that are exposed in this thing can allow anyone can download files off your storage... That's not good. And, and this is the sort of thing where most of the time, for most people, this is something that'll sit in the corner, maybe on a, a, a sort of hall cabinet or something like that. And, and you'll you ignore it until about. it dies, yes. Yeah. And it, it really, it once more reinforces the thing of do apply security updates to so, your computer, to your phone, to yeah. other so home Netgear devices. Netgear has got updates coming out for it. If you have Netgear, please go to Netgear's website and check up on your device and see what's available. Talking of, uh, uh, of security... Um, Apple had an interesting one this uh, this week as <laughs> a well. A bit of a whoops. They've joined the uh, the likes of Microsoft and uh, other companies who've lost their source code. Yeah, well, the, the, no, I, I wouldn't say they've lost it at all. It was it was discovered very publicly. Um, <laughs> yes. po- posted on GitHub, which is a, a collaborative code uh, code sharing website. Um, someone posted uh, pasted the source code for the bootloader. So this is the the bit that does the very first bit of startup when the, you first the, turn your phone on. help you unbrick the phone when it is bricked. Exactly. Um, now, theoretically, this should be no problem. And Okay, for, for Apple, maybe a little bit of lost intellectual property, but no security problem, in theory. That assumes that there aren't any bugs in it. Also assumes that there's nothing in the bootloader code that you could exploit to hack and into a phone and unlock that's it. That's what I mean. Locked. So if, if it's been well-designed, 
and if it doesn't have any bugs, that should hold true. Yeah. But, of course, computer software is complicated. Every software has bugs. It's just a matter of finding them. With the, with the release of the code, it probably makes it more likely people are going to find them. Yeah. It also means it's more likely people will find them and then sell them to Apple because they pay up to $200,000 if you report a bug in their, a security bug in their bootloader. Yes. So we'll have to wait and see what the analysts come up with. Now, Apple have also just launched in the last day or two their HomePod. So this is Apple's answer to the Amazon Echo and the Google Assistant. Okay. Uh, this is a £319 speaker. Coming in at the at the top end of the price with range. With Siri built in. Right. Okay. Have, I'm being potentially forgetful here, have they done this sort of home digital no. assistance? Obviously, we've had Siri and they, iPads. And they've like. had various home kit networking things for controlling stuff, right. but they haven't had... They haven't had the standalone assistant. assistant. They haven't had Siri in something other than a phone or a tablet. Okay. Well, that, okay. that is an And it makes sense. The, the worry is that they are Apple. They are not an open platform. Yes. So, unlike Google and Amazon and Sonos and Bose, who've all got assistants in speakers and we're now seeing those in will, other manufacturers speakers that will work with spotify apple music google music yep. amazon music tidal all of the services apple is um a little bit of a closed garden it'll be apple music and itunes to start with and it'll work very well with that yes but there's Still no comment on when Spotify is coming to it, whether it'll work with your Amazon Music, whether it'll work with your Google Music. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how it is. And a lot of the initial reviewers have said that's what it's missing, is it is just too it's the Apple. ecosystem. And is it also too late into the market? Because that, people that who might, comment. like me, for example, yeah. I'm perfect, I really love like Apple, Apple Gear kit, yep. mostly. However, because Apple didn't have something and there was an alternative product which was sort of compatible with everything else I had yep. in the house. Well, yeah. you're, you're now in yeah, the I'm Amazon not, um, I'm, I'm with Amazon now. And I think consumers are now starting to realise that when you shop for these sort of things, it's certainly home automation and, and home music and home entertainment systems, you want something that's open. You don't want to tie yourself into a box yep. that can... You know, if your TV was only able to do Sky, you wouldn't buy that TV. Then, now, there's an interesting story I could tell, tell you <laughs> off-air, off actually, as, as a but result if, of If your that. TV couldn't pick up BBC, you probably wouldn't buy that model. No, absolutely not. So, same sort of deal with audio, which is interesting. So, we'll have to see how the HomePod gets on and um, see if we can get a review one to play with. Sounds like a good plan. We'll be talking about all the weird and wacky stuff from CES in just a few minutes. Cambridge 105 Radio. Want that traditional taste of authentic handmade fresh Chinese food? At Zonghua Snacks, we serve the best steamed buns, noodles, dumplings and traditional cuisine right here in Cambridge. We've even got vegan options available. We're the only Chinese restaurant in Cambridge to be recognised twice by The Guardian for our outstanding food. We're open from 12pm to 9 at night, every day except Tuesday. Call Cambridge 354573 or pop in and see our menu at 13 Norfolk Street. Zonghua Snacks, your authentic Chinese takeaway and restaurant. Just five minutes walk from the city centre. At Ridgins, we know which showers really revitalise you. And we know which hogs are safest for little fingers. We're opening a new kitchen and bathroom showroom at Nuffield Road, Cambridge on Thursday the 15th of February. Our specialist team will guide you through our free design service to create the room of your dreams and we'll check every last detail so you won't have to. Be at home with Ridgens. Ridgens! Lights, camera, action. 
action. It's Bums on Seats. My only problem with this was that train spotting exists. The first one exists, so the second one can't be as good because the first one is such a punch. Home Alone 2, <laughs> Godfather 2. <laughs> our fortnightly film programme reviews the latest releases from Art House to Blockbusters. The rest of the Amazonian tribe are fantastic, but then we've got our leading lady stood in between them. So if a few of your other Amazonian tribeswomen feel the need to wear fur because it's freezing cold, why are you stood there in knickers and a bustier? Plus interviews with visiting directors and what's new in cinema. IMAX is something that we've always wanted to do. We've always had a lot of interest in it and their specification is what cinema is about. Bums on Seats, this Saturday at noon or listen on the Cambridge 105 Radio website. Welcome back well, to the Gadget Guide. You, you've got the cost of getting to Vegas and the uh, the ticket to visit CES before you actually wander around buying tat that you probably don't really they don't need. don't have tat. Surely they don't have tat. They have tat galore. Do they have bread makers? Um, they've got beyond bread makers. Oh, yeah. do you now have the knife that toasts as it cuts? No. You now have ridiculous amounts you can spend on your bathroom. So how would you like... Okay, now the Japanese have perfected, probably, the electronic toilet which has got more sprays and whistles than you really want to think about in a toilet hang on we're not talking about poo watch here are we we're almost poo watch poo watch you can catch on the gadget guide later uh, you mean uh, sorry, weekend, waffle. weekend waffle different, later. different, pro- different program <laughs> um this is cola who make taps and bits and pieces for your bathroom showers and so on have made a toilet okay it's a six thousand dollar toilet presumably <laughs> yeah that was rob falling off his chair <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, this is a little bit more than the the bowl and system that we're used to. It has mood lighting. What? It's voice activated. Apparently, your digital device you can then ask to flash for you. Oh, I like that. That's, that sounds <laughs> good. Damn, we've sold one to Julian. I, I, um, but it um, is a, a foot warmer. <laughs> how how much time are these people planning on spending on this device? Well, bear in mind their primary market's America. Yes, <laughs> even so. possibly. Longer than the average right, okay. Brit. Um, advanced B-Day functionality, so that's probably all the techniques <laughs> the Japanese have come up with, uh, including pulsate and oscillate and wave. Um, but then it's got an analysis system. No, I don't know. No. That can look at what you put in no. and tell you things about I, it. I, I want one thing. I want it to go and then hit a button and it, it's gone. Yeah. But job done. What's wrong with the ones you see where you just wave your hand in front of a, a thing and it, <laughs> well, and it flashes? There's, there's always a there's hygienic always, ish as well. There's the slight risk though that that while you're still sitting down, you might accidentally trigger it, and it, you don't really want that. Do now, you? This next one I actually saw at the wearable tech show in London. It's not a wearable toilet. It is a wearable okay. product. Okay. This is silver-lined underwear to block RF radiation from your. Bits. Is is this the the, the latest in the, the tinfoil hat trends? Pretty much, but for down yes, yes, a bit lower <laughs> on your body. <laughs> okay, right, move on. What else have we got? Uh, what else have we got? We've got oh uh, the air selfie, the air selfie. Yes, it's, it's a drone designed purely as a selfie camera. Yes, so presumably it just follows you around and documents your life. Pretty much, you launch it in front of you and then you can smile sweetly and it takes pictures. Okay, so it's Facebook yeah. in drone form. Pretty much. Okay. Yes. Uh, the Somnox robotic pillow. Robotic pillow? What? Yes. <laughs> Is this sort of if you go sleepwalking, it follows you around? Um, it's a pillow that's designed to snuggle. Uh, well, you snuggle it and it will. Um, it's got sensors and motors in it and it will vibrate gently. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Massage. Yeah. Massage kind of thing going <laughs> this, on. I like that, it. That would not 
put me to sleep, that would give me nightmares. Apparently simulate cuddling up to a real person. Except it's not. <laughs> Let, let's just get that bit right. Uh, you've it doesn't seen the snore, big, though, does it? Uh, that's true. You've seen the Big Bang Theory episode where they get the uh, the remote kissing devices. Yes. Th- that's actual real life. Yep. Uh, the Modius headband, which is designed to send electrical currents into your hypothalamus, apparently making you feel less hungry. Oh, that's good. My doctor would be that pleased ele- with that. Electroshock okay. therapy, basically. Okay, no, no, that, that I can that I can see is a genuine actual medical device. How about uh, hip airbags? Hip airbags. Hip yes. airbags, as in trendy <laughs> airbags, or as in airbags uh, for one's so this hip. Is, this is a presumably this is for flights or something. No, like this that. is because this company says as we get older, we are more likely to take a tumble and be dusty on our feet. That's no. true. That's true. <laughs> uh, I think Mr. Whiteside wishes he had had one of these a few years ago. Uh, so when you fall, you fall harder, and it becomes more and more difficult for our bodies to recover. So it might look a bit cumbersome, but it's an airbag. Presumably, uh, on only a belt. inflates at the point you go over. Pretty much. Although again, there's going to be the thing of, you know, you sit down a bit quick on the toilet and suddenly blow up like a balloon. <laughs> uh, potentially, potentially, And of yes. course, we, sh- we should actually come back to one of the stories that we actually covered in part one of this, um, which was that Kodak were doing the Bitcoin mining uh, devices there. Which you didn't even buy your own. Which I didn't buy my own, and am I glad? Because I think when we covered it for the first time, Bitcoin was somewhere about $15,000 yep. for a Bitcoin, and now it's currently sitting at 8500 Yep. So the value of investments think, can go down as well as exactly, further down. Exactly, that, that may not have been the best uh, <laughs> the, the best, uh, best investment by Kodak there. But. Uh, some other strange things, Harman Kardon, them of the audio, uh, uh, showed a concept for a car called the Mood Roof. The Mood Roof. Which is a, Q, uh, a quad LED display in the roof of your car to act as a centrepiece for the audio system in your car to give you a moodscape in your car. I don't know if your car would be that safe on the road. I was, if I was then, thinking yeah. that, yes. Mm. So, so when you when you just lay back as you're driving, then... It can uh, do imagery <laughs> in time with your radio. Uh, yeah, bit trippy. Yes. Probably not ideal for driving. Uh, LG showed a, a movie poster that can play movies. It rolls up. So you, oh, that's quite cool. Which is quite cool. Yes. No, I'll, I'll take that. So that it's like one of those sort of pull-up banner type things that Pretty you get. Pretty much. And then no, that's cool. Forward X showed a smart suitcase which can follow you through the airport. <laughs> think, think your pet suitcase following you through the airport. Can I just point out that most of the airlines have just introduced regulations that says you can't have smart luggage anymore. <laughs> so well, any, any luggage that contains a non-removable lithium-ion battery well, is ba- no longer The permitted. battery is removable, okay. and you do have to take it out to go through security anyway. <gasps> okay, right. I don't know if you can check your battery into your... As I say, can you then put the battery in the bag in the and put bag. it in the hold once it's I been scanned, or know. do they not like that? It's okay. <laughs> you see, no Ryanair's going to charge it another seat because it's an autonomous device, right? Um, but it, it then can pair to a smart wrist band that tells you how far away your luggage is so that you know that it's on the same flight as you. Oh, excellent. So now you can make sure you're the first person at the baggage carousel. <laughs> or you, Because as we know, the airlines um, split up parties of uh, more than a certain number. So <laughs> or, or, that you're, one. or that you're sitting on your budget airline flight to Europe and you're going, I'm getting further away from my bag. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> About 300 miles an hour. I know that when I arrive, my bag won't be there. Yeah. Anyway, all of that and more silliness. Uh, and of course, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time on the 23rd of February with the next episode of The Gadget Guide.